Hey people, welcome back to another episode of My Pretty Amazing Podcast, where you get all your amazing information regarding movies, TV shows, and pop culture news. My name is Shania Alexis, and thank you guys for clicking on another episode. It is episode three. I know I have a lot to improve on when it comes to this podcasting, but I'm gonna keep just putting out consistent content for you guys. But I just hope everyone has a great week coming up, and also I hope everyone had a great weekend. For this episode, I know yesterday um some Super Bowl trailers dropped. We had Deadpool, also Kingdom of the Planet apes also wicked i am going to discuss those trailers later on this week you'll get episode on that and also i'm going to see madam web this week so keep positive vibes for that but i am going to upload the episode discussing that movie as well but today i want to discuss three movies which are argyle american fiction and the beekeeper and let's just get into argyle let's just let's just get into this it wasn't the worst movie ever but it wasn't the best movie ever <laughs> it was definitely better than the kingsman golden circle because matthew vaughn directed this movie he also directed kick the kick-ass movies which are good he also directed the kingsman movie and also x-men first class which is also my favorite x-men movie but this movie it just it just didn't have the sauce <laughs> and i just think that it was just a twist after twist after twist and i think it just overpowered the story of the movie i just felt like it was fillers for a proper story and i think that was my problem also just the cgi in general was very rocky but i'm going i am going to spoil it uh if you so if you did watch it you still want to watch it please do not listen to this um, podcast well listen to it but like skip over <laughs> but you're not gonna really miss miss much but the movie this is how it starts off so as seen in the teasers our gal centers on ba- bryce's dallas howard's character and her name is ellie conray who creates action side thriller novels called Argyle. well they're centered around henry cavill henry cavill's character and his name is agent Argyle. and also it appears that the storylines that she writes in her book come true in real life so i thought that was when i first like saw the trailer for it i was like oh it sounds like a fun trailer and i don't know it just it just felt like i said that there was no breathing room for the story at all and henry cavill i know he was barely in this movie but i figured he was not going to be in this because i knew it would focus more on sam rockwell's character whose name is also aiden in the movie but i knew it wasn't gonna be a lot of henry cavill from the jump and i'm okay with that because he i mean he was in it a lot but he was in it as much but john cena and dua lipa are barely in it and if you think henry cavill didn't get a lot of time they barely have nothing they only have like literally the beginning of the movie they're in it and it's only five minutes but Dua Lipa in the beginning of the movie plays a villain in Ellie's book and John Cena plays Riot who's Argyle's partner. Ariana DeBose is also a character in this movie and she's in Ellie's fictional world Argyle and her character's name is Kira but her character is killed off quickly by Dua Lipa um she gets shot shot in the chest actually but a lot of the a lot of the action scenes in the beginning I, um they were cool I guess because the CGI was rocky in that too but I I wasn't complaining because I thought that was maybe kind of on purpose as it is a fictional world so I guess it's also look kind of fake but a lot of the action scenes in the beginning when Henry Cavill's trying to chase after Dua Lipa's character he's like you know driving chasing it's, it's a car chase scene and it looks a lot like Mission Impossible Rogue Nation when um Tom Cruise's character is trying to um chase Elsa when she's on the motorcycle it looks a lot like that scene and that's what it kind of reminded me of but I didn't have a problem with the scene I just had a problem that John Cena and like all of the three of them John Cena Henry Cavill and Dua Lipa weren't really in it but we um we go and see that Ellie's we start in the fiction world and then we get to Bryce Dallas character Ellie and she's writing the story and she's also having trouble with the ending too as well and she's basically an introvert and she's if you see where she lives she lives very secluded in the mountains and it looks like she doesn't have a life of her of her own and that she just lives through the fiction of her own world that she created in Argyle but like that like I said it looks like she creates all these adventures but doesn't have any of her own but she also looks like struggles with anxiety which also may cause her to live a more simple lifestyle adventure but she also has a great cat named 
Alfie, who was a CGI cat for most of the time, but a real cat was also used in some scenes, and I think they actually used um, Matthew Vaughn's white cat for a lot of the scenes. But we also have um, Catherine O'Hara, who's also in this movie. She plays Ellie's mom, and she basically doesn't like the ending of Ellie book too, and you know, Ellie's kind of stressing over this ending. So she, the mom basically says, you know, we could come visit you, because usually the parents, um, Ellie's mom and dad, Catherine O'Hara, we don't see the dad yet, but they usually visit Ellie in the mountains secluded but Ellie's like you know what no I want to come to you guys maybe um you know change the scenery so she um and the mom does seem a little reluctant when she says that but you know she just says oh of course um you can come to us so she's on her way to her parents she's on a train and that's where we meet some Rockwell's character Aiden and he has he, he looks crazy in this he has a long hair and beard and baggy clothes you can tell that they like tried to make him the complete opposite of Henry Cavill's character because Henry Cavill even though his Henry Cavill's hair in this movie looks crazy too it's basically a high top with frost tips and he i think it's maybe a green a green like tuxedo jacket it, he he doesn't look that good too but you know he's more clean and polished and you know sam rockwell's character is um definitely the opposite of that in the beginning of this but sam rockwell was definitely one of the highlights of the movie he's funny he's charming they definitely could have gave him more to do or really let him shine but i would say that he was trying his best you know but the movie wasn't that funny to me i know it was marketed as like an action comedy but i didn't laugh like i didn't really laugh at this movie there and it's sad because i think matthew vaughn can make comedy action very well like look at kick-ass kick-ass is funny as hell and the action is good look at kingsman movies um well the first kingsman movie is funny and the action is like action is good like you can do both but it's like he kind of fell short with this one but like i said they're on the train and while they're on the train a bunch of assassins try to kill ellie but sam rockwell kills them all sam rockwell's character aiden i'm sorry i'm gonna be switching back forth between saying the character's name and the real actors but yeah i get the gist of it if it is annoying i'll try not to do that the next um like the next episodes we have but like i said um sam rockwell's character kills them all i do like the fight on this scene it does flash back a lot between henry cavill and sam rockwell's character because um ellie is actually hallucinating agent argyle's henry cavill but i did find it too distracting if it like you know went on for a lot of the movie like towards the end i probably would have but for this one i wasn't distracted by it but after the train fight scene we actually learned that there's an evil organization called the division ran by a guy named director ritter played by the one and only brian cranston and i'm not gonna lie brian cranston wasn't used to his full potential as well either we know this man has the range of a great actor but you know he was just you know mustache truly regular common villain and it lets you know how evil he really is because robin laney is also in this movie and he, but he's only in it for like one minute because um brian cranston just shoots him with um i think it's a rifle or shotgun i'm sorry I, I don't know which one but he shoots him in the face and that's how they want you to know oh he's this big evil guy like it didn't work for me but the division is chasing ellie because there's a, a, a file called a master key that has all the division's information all what they do about their evil organization and ellie actually knows where it is supposedly they think ellie knows where it is because she predicts a lot of the stuff that happens in her books so there's also this guy who this character who supposedly has the master key that sam rockwell's character has been communicating with but he's trying to look for it now i don't know what the guy's name is he's not 
really important to the movie i'm sorry i forgot <laughs> but after fighting more people ellie aiden spend more time together and it does look like she's kind of catching feelings and this i'm not gonna lie i got if you know the movie night and day by cameron diaz and um tom cruise i actually really like that movie i know a lot of people say they don't like it but i actually do really like that movie i thought it was funny it does i do get the vibes of that based on the um chemistry between sam rockwell's character and bryce dallas howard's character because you know it's this um woman who she's so unaware of what's happening and you have this guy spy who you know is a little neurotic <laughs> and he's just you know tackling her along and bringing her along for these adventures and even in night and day there's times where you know cameron diaz is with tom cruise and trying to escape so i think oh what he does i don't know if he actually drugs her but she just like passed he gives her something i think and he she like passes out and then opens her eyes she's somewhere else like um they're fighting bad guys so she opens her eyes and then now she's on this beach i got the vibes of that because there's times where um ellie will close her eyes and then blink and then now she's somewhere else and i got i definitely got night and day vibes from that but like i said they spent more time well not only more time together only it's only a few hours they spent together but ellie you know she's starting to catch feelings but then she overhears aiden say that he wants to shoot ellie in the face he can't wait till he shoots ellie in the face and we don't even know who he's talking to but then that's the twist sam wabro's character is evil right but no ellie escapes and tells her mother captain o'hara everything and you know as a mother should and would captain o'hara's character rushes to england to help her daughter and surprise there that we have not seen the dad yet um we've seen um captain o'hara the mom but captain o'hara also said that you know we're go um dad's coming too and so ellie meets captain o'hara at the hotel and then her dad walks in and it's da 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 brian cranston so brian cranston director whether the um leader of the division is ellie's dad and oh my god that's another twist ellie's dad is the villain but also sam rockwell comes in and sam rockwell's character um is it's basically a standoff sam rockwell holds a gun to um brian crash's face and ellie doesn't know what's going on and then captain o'hara surprisingly points the gun to ellie as well so now captain o'hara is also evil so it's this back and forth and ellie's completely she doesn't know what to do and then sam rockwell's character actually shoots captain o'hara in the chest <laughs> but that so that's so supposedly captain o'hara is dead <laughs> so that's so as you can say that's the big twist you would think and you can see the twist with the parents especially in the beginning but ellie's mom didn't want her to change the ending of her book of her new book and we never heard or seen the dad so it was kind of right in our faces but you know we gotta keep track of ellie's mom supposedly dead her parents are you know evil we all know why they're evil is like the house ellie not know that her parents are evil so then they traveled um sam rockwell's character ellie traveled to france and that's where we meet samuel jackson character whose name is alfred solomon in this movie and it's like alfie her cat so she named her uh cat basically after samuel jackson's character alfred and their the cat is also gray and samuel jackson's also has like gray patches of hair so i thought that was funny but samuel jackson's character is also a former cia deputy director and to be honest samuel jackson did not have a lot to do in this movie either um he has appeared in you know matthew vaughn's film the kingsman before so i guess they just like working together which is just you know samuel jackson is everything so it's nice to have him but we finally reveal who agent argyle is and so it would be a different character i don't know why everyone said daniel craig <laughs> i don't know who it was gonna be but it is actually ellie ellie is um agent argyle <laughs> and her real name is not ellie it's actually rachel kyle and she's an agent and 
the name Argyle is derived from her name, Rachel Carl. Get it? Ar Carl. Argyle. Get it? Get it? <laughs> so Asian Kyle was caught by the division five years ago. And Captain O'Hara, who worked with the division as their psychiatrist, and Brian Cranston brainwashed her to believe her that they are her parents. So, okay. I know that sound, sounds kind of dumb, but just, just bear with me. And they also gave her a journal to write down all of her suppressed memories. So the books about Asian Argyle of Ellie's books and everything in them were suppressed memories of Asian Cow. Like, this is when they lose me because this is just, it doesn't make any sense. Because why, if you're this evil organization and you're trying to find a master key that, um, that has all your information that you don't want to get out about everything you have done, why would you then let her willingly write down all of your secrets and allow them to get published? This, you made this girl become, I think because she already had five books in the Argyle franchise, so she's this famous author, and you didn't have any problems with it, and now you're like, oh, well, she probably knows where the master key is, so let's, let's get her now. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So, that's where they kind of lost me, because I'm like, why, if the whole plot is to, like, not have your information put out, why would you keep this going? Why would you even let her get i'm not saying like her her kill her but why would you even let her get comfortable enough to become an author so apparently ellie was about to reveal the whereabouts of the master key in her new book so that's when you know they decide to find her but it doesn't make any sense because you sent all these assassins to it looked like they sent assassins to kill her on the train where we first meet sam rockwell's character so was the deal to kill her and try to get information out of her it just it, and it doesn't make any sense because you are her parents so it just yeah this whole this whole thing that's where they lost me but then towards the end of the movie ellie and aiden they decide to work together oh because ellie finally i guess she's kind of get her memories back because aiden tries to like fight her because she's like saying no of course she's not asian but then aiden tries to fight her and like one second she finally remembers how to fight but we just went through a few scenes where these assassins were trying to kill you why didn't you remember then it just all of a sudden now those memories are coming back so that didn't make any sense to me but now ellie and aiden are traveling to arabia to retrieve the master key and that's where we also meet Sophia Butella. She's also a Kingsman alumni and also the main character in Rebel Moon. So while they're trying to retrieve the master key, they also have to dress up. So Ellie is actually, so in the beginning of the movie, we see the fictional life of Argyle and we see Dua Lipa and um, Henry Cavill, Agent Argyle, dancing. So Dua Lipa has on this gold dress and so does Ellie now. She has on this old dress mimicking Dua Lipa character. And Sam Rockwell has on what Henry Cavill was wearing. Remember with the, he has a, he has a high top now kind of with the frost in the jacket which also didn't make any sense to me because it's also revealed that Aiden and Ellie were a team and John Cena's character Riot was inspired by Aiden so why would Aiden have on Henry Cavill's what Henry Cavill wore was wouldn't it be what John Cena was wearing so that didn't make sense because Ellie is actually Rachel Kyle Asia Argyle so it just it didn't make any sense but whatever but they are betrayed by Sophia's character and now they are captured by the vision and now taken to their ocean based ship and then guys there's another twist Ellie reveals that she was a double agent who worked for a division and then shoots Aiden in the chest killing him which like another twist oh my god like Ellie was actually evil but so Ellie was actually evil which is crazy but it turns out that Ellie is not evil because Sam Barbell's character is actually alive so Ellie gets uh this is sorry this because this is so dumb to me so apparently if you shoot a, sec a certain way a section through the heart the person will die if you stop the bleeding fast enough and then it's a flashback to show where ellie supposedly shot rem rockwell's character and then she left the tissue to like you know stop the bleeding and she gets this information because also ariana the was supposedly character care was supposed to live in 
the books when she got shot because someone sent her that information regarding the shooting of the chest saying hey like you can survive from this and yeah so sam rockwell <laughs> is supposedly alive so then we get this you know big fight against um sam rockwell and ellie and then all the assassins from division brian cranston they're trying to brian cranston's character is trying to fight the transmission of the master key sent to samuel jackson and then we get this fight scene where um ellie and sam rockwell are fighting there's they're shooting all the assassins they're dancing with each other there's colorful smoke i guess <laughs> but then this is the scene that was really stupid to me and this is where the cgi just looked really bad the cj looks like it cost 200 million dollars to make and it does not look like it and hey people i'm so sorry about that i realized that i wasn't being recorded anymore so i had to fix that real quick but we're back and let's get back to talking about argyle so we get towards the end of the film like i said they're um at the part of the ship where there is a lot of oil and they when they're shooting they realize that they have to stop shooting because all the oil spilled out on the floor and because you know you don't want to cause an explosion so what does ellie do she decides this is a great idea she <laughs> decides to use her knives as blades basically war blades to put at the bottom of her boots so she can skate around the oil which is impossible to do and start shooting and killing the bad guys again mind you you just y'all just realized y'all couldn't shoot guns anymore because you're surrounded by old things but you're gonna still shoot guns so that part that's where they completely lost me that part of the movie was just so dumb it looked terrible too it didn't even look good it looked terrible the effects looked bad but we're almost at the end guys <laughs> let me not be mean because it's not the, the like i said it's not the worst movie i saw but it's just i expected more from matthew blonde it could have been better so we get towards the end of the movie brian Creston's killed the transmission is almost done sent to samuel jackson character for the master key and then captain o'hara is actually still alive she pops up with a ballerina music box and this ballerina music box actually controls ellie and everything she says <laughs> no not everything she says sorry everything she does so basically like some winter soldier stuff so she basically she has a, she's playing the um ballerina box and she starts saying words key words to ellie that hypnotizes ellie to actually kill sam rockwell and my thing is i'm confused by this because why didn't you just use that to hypnotize her to get inform the information about the master key out like why do all of what y'all did where you could where you had that music box so again that didn't make sense to me but ellie is she now is hypnotized and she's trying to actually kill sam rockwell but before ellie actually stomps out his face because that's what she's about to do she's about to stop on his face with that big boot um, a person comes from behind captain o'hara and seemingly kills her i believe i think it's a pipe i don't know but knocks her in the head with something and it's actually ariana de Bros's character kara who actually is um a real life person too she uh was actually um worked with sam rockwell's character and ellie before she was an agent and supposedly she actually got shot in the chest in real life and killed too like what happened to her character in the book and she actually survived that because of 
I guess you if you shoot a person a certain way, like you survive. Basically, what the the information that um Ellie got to shoot Sam Rockwell's character in chess was from Kira's anonymous tip, which all of itself is done because that might not work for everyone. But okay, but the the day is saved I guess <laughs> they have the master key it's, it's finally sent to Samuel Jackson's character Ellie I guess remembers everything she um is also still author she's at, at the end of the movie ends with her book signing you know you had um Kara character there you have Sam Rockwell's character and um by the end of the movie a mysterious person raises their hand and it's actually Henry Cavill with a terrible hairdo and glasses and so is Agent Argyle real? That That's that's what didn't make any sense to me because Ellie is well I guess her, Rachel now is um, Agent Argyle but now we have Henry Cavill so I don't know now. I don't know. But that's the end of the movie and yeah, I was not impressed. It wasn't the worst movie ever, but the twist just took away from the plot of the movie, and it just did not make sense. The CGI could have been way better. Many of the characters could have more to do, especially John Cena. Like I said, he was only in like three short scenes. And also, in the post-credit scene, it reveals that this movie takes place in the Kingsman universe. So, some of the characters who are also in this movie, who are also in Kingsman movies but it takes place in the same universe which I don't know okay I don't know how they're gonna pull that off but yeah this movie could have been way better it had the potential to be really a good movie because the first Kingsman had a crazy plot similar to like this too but it was done well and the characters were great in it and the action was stylized and it looked cool but I think this tried to like copy Kingsman but it did take the risk that worked in the first Kingsman movie but that's the end of our guy I don't want to trash the movie too much because there are definitely worse movies than this it's just I just want it better I want it more but if you still want um if you liked it that's good if you um still you know listen to this and you still um want to watch it yourself to get your own opinion definitely sorry guys it's my name opinion definitely do that um but yeah let's now we talked about Argyle let's get to American Fiction which is also like I said if you listen to my um Oscars nomination American Fiction has been nominated for a lot of Oscars and I thought it was a good movie I don't want to spoil the movie because I think it's worth watching I spoiled Argyle because I feel like you see you can still get Argyle spoiled and it still won't spoil your experience of the movie but for American Fiction I just want to you know just go over it a bit so no spoilers um for American Fiction but this movie follows Jeffrey Wright who plays Monk who's an author who's also a highly um intelligent African-American upper class writer and professor in Los Angeles Uh, but although his academics you know are good everyone his academics uh, his books sorry guys <laughs> although well his academics are good he was smart but his books are really good but they don't sell well so they're praised by critics but they don't sell well with like you know the people 
and publishers have rejected like his most recent manuscript because they feel like it isn't black enough quote unquote <laughs> but it's like how are you gonna tell in uh, these publishers they don't like in the movie they're not like black they're, so it's like how are you gonna tell a black man that the book's not black enough but <laughs> he rightfully like you know becomes frustrated because the books that um do so well are by like african-american authors that pander to black stereotypes so you know the classic books that talk about you know portraying black people as thugs and you know they don't have any fathers and they're just gangsters and you know portraying women as just the baby mamas that they just sell drugs like those type of books so he's frustrated by this so he writes a satirical novel mocking these type of books and that creates and escalates black stereotypes so basically just to screw you to the publishers who also like feel like these books are actually black enough and they sell they publish it to people to sell but however the publishers love the book and want him to publish um it and while offer also offering him a big advance so he reluctantly goes along with this because um you'll see in this movie he does actually need the money you know due to a family emergency but now he has to create this whole fake gangster persona because he lied and said the book is based on his real life and like i said he's he's very uh, if you see the movie he's very upper class it looks like so I know he's going through situations now um, and he needs some money now but you can see he grew up very you know upper class life so the fact that now he has to create he lied about all this which is clearly not true he's already a published author so people know if it's going to be true or not so now he has to create this whole um fake personality he also lies and say he's a fugitive from um he's a fugitive um escaped who escaped from prison and yeah it's bananas <laughs> so he has to keep up with this lie so basically this movie you know is him like keep up with this lie and i did feel that the film did a great job of depicting black stereotypes and how people tend to you know choose particular stereotypes in entertainment and in general rather than you know generally putting out you know work that portrays black people in a different way like you know you have a movie like black panther which was amazing for us like for black people to see because it wasn't just a black man portrayed as you know in the hood and doesn't have a job and you know doesn't have a good relationship with his parents and basically himself and we saw black panther where it's like no this person is a king he's a leader of his own world and he's a superhero so it's like you know even though black panther is fictional we we still want to see roles for black people that like passes those stereotypes it goes beyond to what black people are there's so many more stories that don't have to depict the struggle of a black person all the time but that's not also that's kind of at fault too but i think this movie really talks about is how people you know you're gonna sell what people buy so if people are not buying those type of stories and they're buying more of the stereotypical stories that's um they're at fault as well too so i think there's a good debate about that as well between his character jeffrey wright and Issa Rae's character where they do discuss that but i did really love this film 
Um, and I love how like you don't you like both people's everyone's perspective has a point. So it's not like you're gonna agree with that person and just say that person is wrong, which I like that movie does. I don't like the how there's just one bad guy and then it's a good guy. I like how you know everyone does um is telling the truth kind of of what they're saying. But the only thing that I would nitpick about this is that there are two different plots occurring during the movie. Plot A is the whole fake persona, the fake story, but there's also another plot, plot B, which focuses on Jeffrey Wright's family dynamic. I think that the plot with his family overpowered the first plot because it rushed to the end a little bit. I was suspecting more with him being, you know, faking being a fugitive and the possible consequences from that. But the family plot was definitely powerful as well, too, and emotional. So I didn't mind it, and it did take away fully from the meshes of the film. But I would say that Sterling K. Brown is a breakout star of this movie, and he definitely deserves that Oscar nomination. He was he was just really funny in a lot of scenes. And it's I know Sterling K. Um, Brown's a um, terrific actor, but I love how this movie just showed more of his range. And he was so funny, but he also, like, did a phenomenal job with those emotional parts. And, of course, Jeffrey Wright was wonderful as well. They both deserved their Oscar nominations, definitely. And I, Erica Alexander from The Living Single is also in here. Max from Living Single. And she she has aged one bit. Like, she she looks incredible. But you definitely won't regret watching this movie. And it's definitely deserving of all Oscar nominations. But that was American Fiction. And now let's talk about the beekeeper with the one only Jason Statham. And I just want to say, I um, the beekeeper is like one of my favorite movies out right now. And it's way better than Argyle. If you want a real action movie, like, go see the beekeeper. Argyle is disappointing, but the beekeeper is not. It actually kind of blew my expectations from it, too, because I know past Jason Statham, you know, movies last year, the Meg 2, The Trench, and also Expendables, the fourth one, they were both terrible, so I can see why, you know, a, a new movie from him this year will leave a bad taste in people's mouth, but I think people should watch The Beekeeper, it's a really good movie, but if you, like I said, you want an action movie, I'll Beekeeper over Argot all day, you'll have fun watching this, of course there's like cringy dialogue, and the plot is very over the top, but it works for me. It works for this type of movie. So now we have spoils for Beekeeper. If you have not watched the Beekeeper yet and you will not want spoiled, I would say um, please do not listen to this part. But let's get into it. So Jason Statham is a beekeeper named Clay who rents a barn in Massachusetts from Felicia Rashad, who's also in there only for a little bit though, but... I love that she was in this. I love her ever since, um, you know, she's a legend ever since, um, I know she's been in the game before, you know, the Bill Cosby show, but, you know, I just, she's definitely a treasure, but they have a good relationship, you know, Clay states that she's the only person that ever took care of him, and you can tell that she likes having someone that, around as well, because, you know, she's an elderly person who, it doesn't look like she has that many family that comes visit her. And I did wish we, like, um, had more, uh, they showed more uh, on their relationship, but I understand that you have to keep the plot moving. 
but sadly after like you know losing all of her money to a scam her character shoots herself in the chest and ends her life now this company in question put a malware on her user's computer and an attempt to for her to remove it they want her that you know she might lose her hard drive so they'll just remove it for her so in order for them to remove it she gave them like she had to give them all her sensitive information her bank accounts her passwords to those bank accounts and they saw that she had two million dollars for a charity that she wants because she's a retired school teacher so you know it being a scam instead of because they um put that software on her computer on purpose so they know she they knew she was going to call asking about it so they prepared for this so they took all the money off her accounts and everything wiped her clean so instead of the two million that she had for um her charity and everything else that she had her accounts they were all gone and she had actually zero dollars left so that's why she unfortunately commit suicide which is just sad because a lot that's what happens to a lot of people too they get scammed not knowing that's why it's like a lot of these scammers too they take advantage of people of older age because you know a lot of people older age i don't i don't want to say but it's like they they're not really familiar with technology like i have my grandparents and stuff they're not really familiar with technology so they do need more help with that and there's a lot of like you know older people too who probably don't have any family members to help them so they take advantage of those type of um elderly people and they just like wipe all their accounts which is crazy because like a lot of elderly people are not even working anymore so a lot of these are like their retirement savings and everything and it's like imagine you worked all these years and all your money is gone like it's just really sad because it happens in real life and i'm pretty sure there probably are a lot of people who probably you know commit suicide because of that too and that's really sad as well but you know clay finds her body and since he is the only person that that was there he's arrested by eloise story because her she actually finds clay and clay actually has a knife in his hand because he thinks something's wrong he, they're supposed to have dinner later and he goes into the house but he realized there's smoke all around the smoke detector the door's unlocked he's like he's like trying to prepare because he thinks someone's in the house but then he f finds her body and her daughter whose name is verona as well i'm sorry um felicia Rashad's character is named eloise as well i'm sorry i don't know if i mentioned that but Ramona is also her daughter and she's an FBI agent you know she think Clay you know shot her mom which rightfully so you see you know a man with a knife and you don't even know him and your mom's dead you know I would, I would think the same thing but they realize that there's no evidence that Clay committed the crime because there was no residue on the gun because he didn't commit the crime Eloise shot herself so he's later released and you know now clay wants to find out all right what happened so they find out her verona and clay find out that eloise was scammed and their group responsible has been under the fbi's radar for a while but they're just hard to track which is so annoying that that happens a lot like it's so annoying that like you know that this certain like you know company or, or persons probably commit all these crimes but it's like you don't have the hard evidence yet to prosecute them like that that's just annoying knowing that but you know it's just because 
the FBI, the FBI is having a hard time tracking them. That doesn't mean Clay is going to just, you know, let those people just live their lives like nothing happened and they caused this woman to commit suicide so now it's his mission to avenge Eloise's death and I, this is a corny line he's talking to Verona and he says you know with younger people like kids if they get hurt there's always some there, someone there to protect them but when an older someone hurts an older person they're only faced with the hornet salon it's just like you know a play on the movie's name and stuff like that and he's a beekeeper but it was cringy but you know i like it's an action you know it's an action movie jason statham like i'm here for it so now clay contacts an old colleague from his old mysterious group called the beekeeper to gain more information you know about this gaming group and find one of their locations so he's given the location for one of their call centers i definitely now with the call centers i definitely got wolf of wall street vibes from it the leader of the call center i guess the manager his character's name is mickey garnett he's so real asshole like he reminds me of leonardo DiCaprio's with the because he has a microphone you know it's an office they have an office and they all these employees are are you know all in this room packed together with their computers and they're trying to find new people to scam and the leader mickey he has this microphone just yelling out all the savings and the accounts and the people and it reminded me of what um leonardo DiCaprio did in his office too when he had the microphone and he was just shouting so and also they were scamming people off of wall street too so it gave me very similar vibes but i love <laughs> how like jason stayham stayham ugh, i sorry i cannot talk is so casual in this movie the action this movie is really good too it was actually shot well so he just casually pulls up to the call center it just tells everyone listen i'm gonna leave now because i'm gonna i'm gonna burn the place down like he has two gallons of gasoline in either with both of his hands and he's just like yeah i'm just gonna burn the place down so you know he walks up to security guards and you know they're calling him a bluff bluff calling it bluff forever and he beats the crap out of those security cards and anyone else who stands in this way he gonna beat the crap out of them too and he also beats this guy like recklessly one of the employees in the um call center he beats them with like a phone and then bangs his head to the keyboard like it's so simple but it looks so brutal and Josh Hutcherson is also in this. He plays surprisingly a bad guy in this movie. His character's name is Derek Dansforth, who runs Dansforth Enterprises. And this is also the company responsible for running the call centers and scamming the elderly out of their savings. And he plays, like, you know, this typical douchey, douchey guy. And it's so different from roles I've seen him in. He's definitely, like, is definitely a spoiled brat in the movie who would do anything that he wants and there's also a cool scene where um so you know Josh Hutcherson he is aware now of Clay and also his he runs the company now because his mom used to run the company but I guess his mom stepped down and we see you know glimpses of his mom like we see like there's a couple scenes she's in but you know we don't know what she does anymore we don't know why she stepped down but um but i think i i'm guessing she's aware that her company is scamming people you know but now uh derek is josh's character is aware that you know 
<laughs> Clay is coming around and bringing down his call center and beating the crap out of his men. So he sends Mickey, the leader of the call center that was burned down, to get a pair um to get a bunch of goons to come go to a barn and basically kill Clay. And the fight scene in the barn reminded me of a horror movie. He just Clay just demolishes all the ghouls sent by Josh's um Derek sorry Derek's character. <laughs> you can see like he cuts off his he also cuts off the fingers Mickey's fingers were I believe a drill, but it just reminds me of a scary like a horror movie because he was just Jason Jason's character Clay was just a pair behind them. And the lining in the barn is dim, and you can't see where he is. He just pops up. It's just, I really like the vibe of it. But he also kills Mickey by, he straight murders him by tying him, tying Mickey to his pickup truck with his, with the seatbelt, and then letting the truck drag Mickey off the bridge and killing Mickey. So, this movie definitely has some crazy, gory scenes also. It's not too much, though, but you can tell this man is ruthless um clay he's just ruthless but jeremy irons is also in this and he plays a former director of the cia and now works for um danforce enterprises um in their security division and his character is also supposedly there to protect um Derek josh hutcherson's character because he you can clearly see that he because at first I thought, oh, um, Jeremy Irons is Josh's dad, but no, he's just in love with the mom, and he made a promise to the mom that he would protect Derek, um, no matter what. So, I guess you know he just it was love for her back in the day, and you know she was the one that got away, but he still loved her, and he clearly hates Derek. Cause I like how Jeremy Irons is not an asshole in this movie either. He's like not evil. He like you know. Josh Hutcherson's character is the real douchey evil one and he's definitely tired of Josh's you know actions and behavior but he still you know is like you look at I love your mom <laughs> but he's the former director of CIA so I thought oh we're gonna get some cool action scenes with him but we did it he was mostly scared majority of the film because he was aware of the beekeepers organization the one that Clay is from so most of the film is just him trying to get protection for himself and Josh so they won't be killed by Clay <laughs> but Jeremy Irons contacts a current CIA director in the hopes of stopping Clay but the director contacts the beekeepers um, and learns that Clay has retired from the organization so therefore they send a current beekeeper to kill him because it's kind of remind me of John Wick 2 because they sent a um, assassin um, a woman assassin who's part of the beekeeper to kill Clay because I guess because he's active now he's not supposed to do that um but he straight murders her too but now after he murdered the current beekeeper the beekeepers are like okay we're gonna remain neutral in this situation they're like all right we're not we're not messing with clay either he, he he's he's killing all these people like no but he like i said he eventually kills her and the bee the beekeepers also that group they don't seem good at all either because the woman beekeeper just killed a cop for no reason too <laughs> so I was like okay so everyone's basically bad in this movie and that's also one of my you know gripes in this movie because I don't know if I really want to root for Jason Statham's character I definitely understand that the people running those call centers and scamming those people like like Josh Hutcherson's character needs to be punished but 
something like he's killing security officers he's killing police officers he's killing SWAT teams there's another scene where you know he's on his way to burn another call center and now like Verona is tracking him too because she's aware that he's doing all this now she's like learning a little bit more about the beekeeper organization and you know there's a Boston the call center I guess is in Boston now there's the Boston police SWAT team there's also a special forces um oh um ex-special forces team that Jeremy Irons character has to protect the call center and he just he just goes into the building just murdering these people not not the ex special force not only the ex special forces team but also the police the SWAT teams I'm just like I don't like I get it but it's just that these people are doing they're like following orders and doing their jobs and I think and I really think it's is these like and one of the questions in the movie is sorry guys I'm trying, I'm trying to give my thought but can a person act above the law like when there are rules to follow and but that's the thing with the beekeepers they have no rules or jur- jurisdiction and nothing can stop them it's basically like order versus chaos but like I said like he's taking down these SWAT teams you know he's killing people but it's their duty to stop them like they're hearing that this random guy is you know killing people even though yeah those people committed a crime that that's why laws are in order you know so they have to stop him and it's like they're getting killed for doing their job so like i know it might look like he's only killing bad people but no he's killing some of these officers as well too but i would say that oh some this movie is actually funny a lot there's a funny parts in this movie there's a scene where um the ex special forces team that was hired by jeremy irons character is trying to take clay out and they're trying to evacuate the call center in boston but these employees and the leader of this call center too is they're they're assholes as well so they're like you know cursing at the team and they're telling them you know get out of here like real care and giving them a hard time and then the special forces team just leaves the room and they're and now the employees are clapping still cursing at them and then Jason Statham just appears out of nowhere and like behind one of the employees just starts clapping with them too and then proceeds to like beat everyone's ass and I'm like this like this is actually really funny but Verona the whole time Eloise's daughter is following like I said Jason's character and she's aware of everything and even though these people are responsible for killing her mom and like not responsible they did did kill her but they're responsible for committing suicide definitely and but she's still an FBI agent and swore an oath and wants to stop Clay because you know he's going above the law she also learns that the beekeepers are a highly skilled and dangerous organization and tasked with protecting the United States but operating above and beyond jurisdiction so Verona and also she has a partner too Viley who's in this movie discovered that the dance Force company also works with the government agencies to find fraud or other crimes so basically the dance for the the enterprises the company is a data mining consumer company and that that just means that they search and analyze a large batch of raw data in order to identify patterns and you know to get useful information 
So it's like they work with the government agencies to def to detect fraud, but they're the ones like Derek Josh Hutchinson's character is also using a software to scam elder people. He uses the software to find the right people to scam, and they're able to look at all those people's assets and take their money. But this is like kind, you know it's kind of a little bit more complicated now because this is what the government agencies use as well too so he's using that same cia software to take money from others which is you know it's bad so that's not even the twist though the twist is that Derek's mom is a madam president of the united states however i thought she was aware of what her son was doing but surprisingly she wasn't so but my thing is she's only at four for enabling her son and like giving him whatever he wants he clearly has never heard the word no before but his excuse for doing this whole thing is because she we he needed more campaign money for for her um campaign like for a presidential campaign and she's like we already had the company we're good like i guess his father has died but has left them a lot of money so he was just doing this out of pure greediness so it's now clay go because she he now knows that okay he's the son of the president so now i have to basically i think what they said with bees is that with beekeepers is that if one of the bees feel like the queen is um not suitable to lead that they kill they kill the queen so now clay is like okay i have to kill Derek, but also i'm gonna kill the queen which is basically you know the mom so now every so verona is aware of this so and Derek and everyone's and the mom is now aware of this so they're at the madam president's b shy mansion and actually they're having a party too like nothing's happening i think it's Derek's birthday too or something like that but they're having a party but they're like that the beach side mansion is secure you have Verona there you have secret service there's also some mercenaries too that um Jeremy Irons character uh hired and one of the mercenaries even said that he fought a beekeeper before and he lost his leg due to that so they're making sure that Clay does not get in there and they're protecting the madam president but Clay manages to get inside the mansion where he just annihilates everyone who stands to, stands in his way. And again, I feel bad because it looked like he's killing some of the Secret Service agents. And I'm like, their purpose is to protect the president. So why are you killing these people? Like, of course, they're not going to let you kill the president. So kind of felt bad, but I was like, okay, it's a movie. They'll get too invested into it. But he fights all of them, and the action scenes do look really good because that he's basically traveling throughout the mansion find all these people so i like how that shot there's also a scene where the a scene um before he goes into the office where the man president and Derek are hiding to finally kill them and the one mercenary who lost his leg they're fighting to the death and i actually like this scene the knife work in the scene was um good the hand um hand-to-hand -hand combat was actually good in this scene too but he finally clay finally does kill the mercenary who lost his leg so he finally is able to get into um the office and he fights all of them and 
realize the man president realizing everything her son did is willing to tell the truth and take blame for everything but not before Josh just start, Josh is the character there just turns completely evil and kills the current deputy director of the CIA who was also there throughout the movie and in the office with them as well and he almost kills his own mom his own mom he kills her but before he does that clay comes in and just shoots him in the head he it looked like he was going to shoot the mom too and Derek, but i think he realized that you know the mom was probably innocent as well her only fault was birthing this <laughs> crazy person but yeah he um clay shoots him in the head so Derek is dead the mom is obviously hysterical even though her son did do all this that's still you know her son at the end of the day so clay then jumps out the window and is about to escape and verona has a clear shot mind you verona this whole time has been tracking clay because she wants to take him down so she has this clear shot but decides to let him walk which makes no sense because like i said you spent this whole time hunting him and bringing your partner also her partner riley into these dangerous situations and riley has a whole family and children i think four daughters he said but at the end of the day you are not going to take him down like you said you swore an oath and there are laws to be followed but then you let him go and i was like okay i guess <laughs> but you know clay is set free he escapes with the um with the aid of the scuba gear that he hid on the beach so he just swims off and no one finds him and the movie concludes and i'm really interested i think I think you should do a sequel because I actually really like this um movie a lot and I'm still I'm very interested to see more keepers and just how that be sorry beekeepers and just to see how that whole organization operates but I really liked it it definitely was a highlight in the beginning of the year I know we still have a lot more movies to come out but this is definitely I think this is my favorite of the year so far but those are my reviews of Argyle, American Fiction, and The Beekeeper. This episode is was a little longer. I'm sorry, guys, if um, the sound wasn't that good either, because I don't know why it was going on with my recording stuff this time, but I still want to put this episode out because I did record on this episode. I just, you know, want to give y'all something. But I just hope everyone enjoys their week. I am going to upload a, a, a video. <laughs> Uh, episode um regarding the Super Bowl trailers and also Madam Web so get ready for that and thank you guys for just listening again and thank you for all, all your support and I just hope that all of you guys just stay amazing thank you again bye <laughs>